It's time for another episode of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer. And today we'll cover L.A. sports with Matthew Moreno, the managing editor of Dodger Blue and Lakers Nation. There's a ton going on right now at the Lakers. They're trying to get healthy in the final few days of the regular season. And the Dodgers got off to that very fast start, but have slumped over the last three weeks. We'll cover the Dodgers and the Lakers today with Matt Moreno. Before we get started, though, with today's episode, please give us an auto-download on your podcast platform. You'll get future episodes automatically. Like I always say, Lefko Sports available almost everywhere podcasts are available, including the free iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. You can leave a review. And while you're here and listening, if you wouldn't mind going over to Twitter and following me there, at John Schaefer, that's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, at John Schaefer. So can the Lakers get healthy with the playoffs just days away? And can the Dodgers turn it around after a miserable three-week stretch? Here's my conversation with Matt Moreno. All right, Matthew, it's the million-dollar question. If the Lakers get healthy, can they make a run? Yeah, you know, I think so. Uh, obviously, if they get healthy is, you know, the operative uh, word or term, if you will. But, you know, I think it still is difficult. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy or close to it, having to beat the Lakers four times, you know, basically in a week span is, is going to be difficult. And I think they still are capable of contending with just about every team. Uh, it's just, you know, that big if is kind of hanging out there right now. Do you think they'd be better off to play in the playing tournament and potentially grab that seven seed and play Phoenix in the first round as opposed to being matched up with the Clippers and grabbing that six seed but staying out of the, the plan? Yeah, you know, there's it's, I've kind of gone back and forth with what I think is most advantageous for them. On My first reaction is, no, you don't want to be involved in a play-in tournament because anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And if you lose that, if you lose those games, you know, there's less margin for error than in a full seven-game series, obviously. Uh, of course, the flip side, like you just said, I think no disrespect to the Phoenix Suns, but I think the Lakers matchup, it's a little bit of an easier matchup for them. And then the Clippers might be. Of course, you know, there's only – the Clippers and, and Nuggets aren't – they're still, you know, sort of three and four. Anything could kind of happen there. So you don't necessarily know how that may shake out. Uh, I guess it's kind of a, a long-winded way of saying I think the Lakers – still would be better off avoiding the playing tournament just because you never know what can happen in a small sample. What type of buzz would we see in LA if in the first round of the NBA playoffs, the Lakers did play the Clippers? It would, uh, it would definitely be electric. You know, obviously LA stable center has welcomed uh, still limited amount, but fans back to the arena to, to watch games. Um, it's the matchup that everybody was expecting in the playoffs mm-hmm. last year that we didn't get. Uh, and so, you know, I think even though the Lakers have kind of limped to the finish line, the city and I think NBA as a whole would kind of, you know, really be electric. And you know, this is finally what we wanted to see. Is LeBron being literal, in your opinion, when he says he might not ever be 100% again? Uh, I mean, I guess literal in the sense of just, you know, his age and mm-hmm. maybe 100% to him is you know, his peak form from physically from four, five, six years ago, which, you know, father time is undefeated for a reason. And as much as LeBron has done a tremendous job at delaying, you know, his, his decline that we've seen with a lot of athletes, it does happen eventually. So I think if you look at it from that perspective, then yes, you know, he was being literal, but 
LeBron James at, you know, 90, 95% is still obviously a really good player. And do they need any time to get right? I mean, if, if AD and LeBron are healthy at the same time, do they need any ramp up or can they bank on what they did last year in the bubble? I think you need a ramp up of, you know, two to three games, maybe to just to find your rhythm of playing together again. Mm-hmm. Last year's experience should help. There are some new pieces. I think what we could see, though, come playoff time is Frank Vogel will sort of rely on the chemistry that was built amongst the players who are still here from last year's roster that won the championship. And then as every series, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of goes on for however long the Lakers are in it, he'll, you know, tinker here and there like we saw with, you know, finally Alex Caruso starting in the final game of the finals last year and things like that. All right, so you cover this team. Would it be a disappointment in L.A., even when you consider all the injuries, if they don't win at all? Oh, I think so. Mm. Uh, you know, coming off a championship, there were high expectations. The way they, uh, Rob Polinka retooled the roster during the offseason to add some depth. You know, Ben Schroeder has been out because of the health and safety protocols. Uh, but he was viewed as a, as a key, you know, young addition and a point guard that the Lakers needed. Montrez Harrell was supposed to provide, you know, some scoring off the bench. So expectations were high. And even even if you take account take into account the injuries they've suffered along the way, I think it definitely would be a disappointment. All right. I want to switch to the baseball team and I'll ask it like this. What's wrong with the Dodgers? <laughs> you know, on one hand, it's it's as simple as sort of just needing to get healthy again. Uh, and the other hand, it, it, they're just stuck in a slump offensively. You know, they've had a couple games where they've broken out the bats and scored a bunch of runs, and then they follow it up with another clunker. Uh, there's just no real consistency right now. Fortunately for them, this is happening this year and not last season when it was only 60 games. Right. Uh, and there's still, you know, nobody's really created any sort of separation in the NL West. So, you know, they just kind of need to play to their potential, I guess. So you wouldn't call it real concern, especially when you consider the fact that the Dodgers still lead the National League in run differential. Is there any, obviously there's not panic, but would you say there is any concern at this point or no? I think there is some concern only because the, you know, offensive slumps do happen. This one feels like it's gone on a little long and been several players at the same time, which is not common. Uh, So there's some concern there. And I think you have to be concerned with the bullpen as well, as much as, Again, I don't want to use injuries as an excuse, but when you've lost David Price, Corey Knievel, uh, you know, Tony Gonsolin was going to be in the bullpen, but now he needs to come back as a starter because of the injury to Dustin May and needs Tommy John surgery. Uh, and, and I think looking forward now, you know, the Dodgers went into the season with a surplus of starting pitchers, but if they were to suffer any sort of injury now, I think in the starting rotation, they'd be in some serious trouble. Yeah, how big of a loss do you think ultimately Dustin May will be who undergoes Tommy John surgery? We won't see him, of course, for the rest of 2021, if not parts of 2022. Yeah, I think it's going to be significant. He really took a step forward from last year and was pitching well and you know, sequencing his pitches a lot better than he was last season. There was just growth. Uh, and then, you know, in the play, obviously the Dodgers have World Series aspirations and expectations. And so when you look ahead, a little bit looking ahead is, you know, kind of getting ahead. You don't want to get ahead of yourself, of course, but into the postseason, Dustin May could have been somebody who is either starting for you or coming out of the bullpen. My guess is he probably would have started if they were going to eventually move uh, Julio Urias into the bullpen like they did last year. Obviously now that's 
maybe not necessarily as much of an option, but you know, time will tell. There was a lot of buzz, of course, around Trevor Bauer this offseason. He ultimately lands with the Dodgers on this huge, you know, average annual valuation deal for at least this year, if not the next couple of years as well. How would you grade what you've seen from Trevor Bauer, both on the field and off the field, the first month or so of the season? I think maybe a B plus. Um, on the field, he's been great. In the clubhouse, everybody has said he's been great. On a personal level, for me, the social media stuff sometimes is a little misguided, a little too aggressive. You know, I, I understand the, the aspect of wanting to provide fans with this sort of, you know, behind-the-scenes look and all of that. I still think sometimes with his replies to either other players or just fans or people on Twitter uh, can be a little miscalculated, but, you know, it's, it's who he is. Would you guess that he stays there for the entirety of the three years, or do you think that there's a realistic possibility he could opt out? I think he should be back next season. Yeah. And then after next season, I think you would see, you could see him likely opting out just because then the third year, I forget what the exact figure is, but his salary then drops. Uh, and so I think then at that point, he might look to sign another contract. You talked about these injuries, and uh, one of them is to Cody Bellinger, who's obviously been a huge part of this lineup for the last handful of years. Uh, when could he return uh, as he's been bothered by that leg injury? You know, I think we're still probably at around a couple weeks away. He's yeah. doing a little bit of running right now during his rehab at Camelback Ranch. Uh, but everything we keep hearing from Dave Roberts is basically they're still sort of waiting for the uh, hairline fracture in his left leg to heal. The good news is once that does, because he has been able to stay active, the ramp up for him then will be short. Uh, but with with the fracture, there's no telling. It could it could heal tomorrow. It could heal in a week. It could heal in two weeks. They're just it's a waiting game at this point. Who do you see as the biggest threat to the Dodgers in the NL West? I mean, the Giants have gotten off to this great start. The Padres got all the offseason to claim. Who will it ultimately be, in your opinion? Yeah, it's a, it's a little tough to say because the Dodgers have played the Padres a lot and they haven't seen the Giants yet. Uh, they will, you know, in the, the end of this month. Right. Um, I think it still is the Padres. I, I am here. I've been uh, impressed and surprised. I think, like a lot of other people, by the Giants. I do wonder if it is something they can sustain over the long haul of a season. Whereas with the Padres, there is definitely, I think, more high end talent that, in theory, should be able to carry you carry you throughout a full year. Uh, so for me, I'm still looking at the Padres as the biggest threat. How good have these games have been, by the way? Dodgers, Padres, we've seen seven of them. I think San Diego leads it right now four games to three. They mm -hmm. all feel like playoff games. I mean, haven't they been – I think it's been the best that baseball has had to offer the first six weeks of the season. It was definitely definitely entertaining. Uh, it seemed like every one of those individual games had something different. Um, and if, you know – if that was an expectation of what's to come now 12 more times this year, I think the Dodgers and Padres may be physically and mentally drained. I think the fans will enjoy it, and I think it'll be good for baseball. Do you see a scenario where all three of these NOS teams could make the playoffs? I mean, it's obviously possible with the two wild cards, but is it likely considering they play each other so often? Yeah, I don't think so. I think they'll get two out of the three, obviously yep. your division winner, and then one of the wild card teams. Um and then after that, I think you might – I don't know if the third team would be able to kind of withstand having to play each other that much and then still succeed enough. Let me ask it like this. Better chance to make a final, the Dodgers making another World Series or the Lakers making the NBA Finals this year? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, 
I'll have to go with the Lakers just because we with baseball it's we haven't seen a repeat champion. Uh, yeah. I forget the year, but it's been. I think the Yankees might have been the last yep. team. And so you know, there's there's a reason that it's so difficult. Um, so I'll go with the Lakers. What do you think about Dave Roberts in terms of the blame he's getting here early in the season? I mean, he's only a handful of months removed from guiding this team to a World Series, albeit in a shortened year. Does he get too much blame when things aren't going well? And, and does he get enough credit when things are going well? Yeah, def- I, he definitely gets, uh, I believe, too much blame when yeah. the team is struggling. And when they are doing well, he doesn't get any of it. And that's just, you know, the life of any manager, especially one in such a big market and with expectations as the Dodgers. Frankly, I don't know. I think if you were to go back and review his individual decisions so far, maybe there are one one two one or two that stuck out as really curious and you know why would you do that type thing i think also we need to keep in mind and or not so much we but fans that get upset with him is he's not the fans kind of view it as a vacuum of okay this monday night what decision did he make whereas Dave roberts and the dodgers have been very open that they take the the long haul of the season into account so you know maybe you want them to use blake trinan in a specific situation but they're looking at his usage, what they might need ahead, possibly in October, things like that. And so it's tough, you know, as much as fans get caught up in looking at everything in a vacuum, the Dodgers approach it so much differently. How many wins do you think is now realistic? I mean, it's amazing. A year ago, 43-17. and 17. This year, already 17 losses through the first 35 games. So, you know, this isn't going to be a team that wins 115 games, obviously. How many games at this point seems realistic, or how many will they need to win this year to get to the postseason? I think 90-ish is realistic. I think it may take closer to 95 to win the division, uh, which, you know, the Dodgers have said their their goal, their first goal every year is to win the NL West and get into the playoffs that way. But, you know, if, if that doesn't happen this year and they get in through the wild card, then, hey, that's the hand they're kind of been dealt and they'll still play just the same. Are you looking forward, by the way, to seeing what this play-in tournament looks like when the NBA finally uh, kicks this off next week? Yes and no. Uh, I'm not opposed to the playing tournament. The only thing is, I think it should just be centered around for the eighth seed. I don't think if hmm. you're seventh that you should be subjected to that. Yeah, I agree with that. The fact that they're including the seventh seed and then adding the tenth seed, it's almost like, well, couldn't you just have the eight take on the nine for the right to play the one seed in the opening round of the NBA playoffs? Right. Or even, you know, if 10 is close enough to nine, then let nine and 10 play first. And then the winner of that can play eight. And then you put that team in the playoffs. But, you know, I, on one hand, it will be interesting to see how everything shakes out. On the other hand, philosophically, I, I hope the NBA makes changes so that it's just involving the eighth seed for the playing tournament moving forward. Well, we're looking forward to it. The final weekend of the NBA regular season. We're about a month and a half into Major League Baseball's regular season. Matthew, appreciate the time today. Yep, thank you. Thanks again to Matt for joining us today. And if you're a fan of the Lakers or the Dodgers, be sure to check out his work. DodgerBlue.com and LakersNation.com have you covered the very latest on both teams. Again, at DodgerBlue.com and LakersNation.com. Also, this reminder, the eyes of the world will turn to Tokyo for the Olympic Games this summer, and you can catch all the action leading up to the Olympic Games with Countdown to Tokyo. Every Tuesday on Your View, you'll get the latest news on preparations for the Games, details on the sports involved, and in-depth insights into teams, athletes, and the host city. Don't miss Countdown to Tokyo, Tuesdays on Your View. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe and auto-download future episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on right now. And please leave a review as well. And once again, you can follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R at John Schaefer. For previous episodes or more information about Lefko Sports, visit yourview.com. That's Y-U-R-V-I-E-W.com, yourview.com. Next week on Left Coast Sports, we'll continue our tour of West Coast baseball. Thanks for listening. We'll catch up next week right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.